Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Anya Hughes. Anya has a huge passion for serving and minding others through her work as a certified mindfulness facilitator, a certified meditation facilitator, a positive psychology facilitator, and she is the founder of MinchinMindfulness.com. So Anya, thank you so much for talking with me today. Hi Brian, thanks so much for having me, it's a pleasure. Thanks Anya, you're so welcome. And Anya, just to kind of start off, could you tell me a bit about yourself and how you got to here? Yeah, of course. Um, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll try make it as short as I can. Um, so how I originally got into um, mindfulness, I actually used to struggle a lot um, with my mental health myself. Um, and this started from um, like a very young age. I can remember as, as young as maybe third year. Um, when I was doing my junior search, I started to have like panic attacks and things over exams and just little things tended to overwhelm me a lot. Um, and when when I was in, I'd say about fifth year, like I did, I was always kind of um, anxious. And when I was in fifth year, I did have a skiing accident where I actually um, banged my head um and I was out of action like I wasn't able to go to school for quite a couple of months um and this this really impacted me in terms of my anxiety like so just really heightened in particularly my health anxiety um and it just kind of escalated from there um it just got an awful lot worse um and I tried absolutely everything under the sun um, to try and to cope um, with this anxiety that I had, but it just just felt to, to only get worse and worse. And I was kind of afraid to actually talk to someone about it. Like I did keep it to myself. Um, I used to just pace up and down my, um, my sitting room at night. I'd be very anxious and I'd just be very afraid to kind of... Um, actually express how I was feeling to others until eventually I I started going um started going to the doctors basically and explaining what had happened to me and um at an awful lot of the time like I did feel um a bit defeated because the more and more I went over like just little health things that I was having um I just wasn't getting the support or the help that I really needed um, like a lot of times I'd go in um, to the doctors and it would be kind of like, um, oh, well, here's a prescription for Xanax, mm-hmm. take that. Um, or maybe it's time to go on antidepressants. And I just, I really wanted to to beat this myself. Um, and like in a natural way as possible as I could, I really did just want to bring it back um, and try to overcome it myself without um, this pre- prescription medications um so like I just I felt a bit um hard done by because I really did just need like that bit of extra help um and eventually I did I tried like psychotherapy 
um, counselling, what everything, you name it, I tried it. And then um, it came to the point where my mom actually sent me um, on a little link and was like, oh, I saw this um, course about mindfulness. And before then, I had never heard of what mindfulness was. Um, I really had no idea. I'd heard it like almost kind of as a buzzword. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that wouldn't really be for me, I don't think at all. Um, but I was like, do you know what? I'll try it. Um, and I did that course. And to say that it changed my life is an understatement. Um, it just really helped me take my mind out of being up in my head all the time and just bringing me back down to earth and really noticing all the little things um, that were going on around me. Um, and I just, I just found um, a really strong passion for mindfulness. I then went back on to study it. Um, and now I'm a qualified mindfulness and positive psychology practitioner. Um, like it did take me a long, a long time to actually get to get to where I am now. And it was all thanks to mindfulness. So it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. Um, and like I said, like before, before I actually, um, before I, started the mindfulness I I really didn't know I thought I thought it was a very um like that you'd have to be quite spiritual to engage in it um and I wouldn't be a very spiritual person myself um but once I started that course it honestly changed and I actually have become a bit more spiritual now that I've engaged um in the course and by practicing um for the last three four years it's just amazing to see the benefits and everything that um it can actually have for you um but that's basically how I um how I got to where I am now <laughs> wow what a journey on you and thank you for for being so honest and for sharing that journey with me and how you got to hear and diving deeper into how you mind others kind of day to day like i said you're a certified mindfulness facilitator meditation facilitator positive psychology facilitator at minchinmindfulness.com that's you know we're, we're like you know you're, you're kind of based that you've set up to do this work like day to day when you're working with um a client like where do you start off like how would you kind of explain mindfulness how it works you know what are the benefits yeah, so there's so, so many um, benefits to mindfulness. Like the list is endless. I could bore you to death going um, on a rant. Um, but there are so, so many benefits to mindfulness in terms of our stress, our anxiety, um, just bringing that down. And like what mindfulness is, it's paying attention in a particular way on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. So it's very important um, to not judge yourself um, and to not judge, not judge others as well, but as you're practicing to really and try be in the present moment. So like in today's in today's world, a lot of us dwell a lot on things that have happened in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and within mindfulness, what we do look at is it's all, like we can't control what has happened in the past. Um, we've no way we can't change it but what we can do is we can change the way that we actually look about it and that's one of the really um, important attributes of mindfulness as well um, and on the, on the other scale we have um, 
those kind of thought, those anxious thoughts where we we think that we can predict the future. Um, like we think we can predict if something is going to happen, like maybe something bad. Um, and it's all about just bringing us back into the present because, again, we have no control over what might happen in the future. So mindfulness, it's all about actually finding the acceptance um, and the ability to let go of these anxieties um, and worries that you might have day to day. And like you said, and as we were talking before, like we've both been on our own roller coasters, like we all get stressed and anxious. Like it's not, you know, it's not that mindfulness, you know, it's not, it's not a miracle kind of, uh, you know, magic pill but it's just kind of giving you those skills to be able to come back to the moment because like I talk to people about we all have 60,000 thoughts a day and if you're not being mindful and if you're not being in the moment there's a good chance that you'll be anxious about the future or kind of you know mulling over the past so it's just to kind of bring yourself back down into the present and you know it's you know like it, it kind of it, it takes you out of that stream like that river of thoughts of you know like kind of you know um worrying about the future or mulling over the past doesn't it yeah absolutely and like with the well you mentioned that we have sixty thousand thoughts a day um, with that, like they can only happen one thought at a time. Yeah. So within positive psychology, what we actually look at is um, our ability to choose one thought over another. Um, and a lot of our negative thinking and um, like bad thoughts or anxieties that we have in our head are all formed through habits. Like we just get used to focusing on the negative things. Um, and within positive psychology, so what we look at is essentially how to, so traditional psychology basically focuses on people's problems and positive psychology um, is a new, a new um, type of psychology, but instead it focuses on our happiness levels and how we can gradually increase them. Mm-hmm. And like within within our brains that like we have, we naturally have an inbuilt negativity bias. Um, and this is programmed into every single one of us, um, into all of our brains. And it comes from thousands, millions of years ago, um, back in the caveman era, when we constantly had to scan our environment um, for any threats or any dangers that were around. Um, and like just for example like if a lion or a bear was coming to attack us we'd have to be on high alert and it's pure it's purely there just to protect ourselves and in order to help us to survive um but in in today's world we just don't need um that anymore but we're still our brains are programmed to constantly scan the negative things that are going on in our lives mm-hmm. um so like for example if you were um if you had a day a day's work and maybe your boss called you into the office or something and mentioned about 10 things that you did good in that day um and maybe might give you one little ounce of um criticism and the the thing that you're probably going to focus on the most when you go home and when you're in bed that night is probably going to be the negative thing and that is purely down to our negativity bias and by actually knowing that um and being aware of this 
helps us a lot more and it it can be um like it is a bit of a disadvantage but knowing that we have that negativity bias there um, and knowing that we actually have to try and to counteract these negative thoughts that we have so within positive psychology what we look at is called the positivity ratio so for every one negative thought that you have it said that you should have three positive ones to counteract that one negative one and that that this is where basically a lot of um the exercises come true like gratitude is extremely important um to practice every day like so we can actually counteract this negativity bias and zone in more on the positive thoughts and that's what I was kind of saying like we do we have we have the conscious choice to choose one thought over the over another and knowing this that we can actually we can choose to go down that rabbit hole and go into that spiral of negative thinking or we can actually choose to go down the more positive route and to try and alter and to change our thoughts absolutely um, yeah, as, as you said, knowledge is power because if you don't know this, if you don't know about, you know, you're that you're, you have that negativity bias, which is survival. Like, you know, like I talk about if if the caveman, if there was a hundred berries and there was ninety nine healthy berries, you know, lovely juicy berries and one poisonous berry, he was focused on the one poisonous berry out of the out of the hundred. So that's that's survival. So because it, it was like, right, don't eat that berry. So it's a, it's a survival mechanism but as you said like to know about it you can kind of override it and you know can as you said like kind of start and to, to kind of t- take more control over your thoughts and you know to focus on the solutions not the problems exactly yeah and that's that's what positive psychology is all about it's zoning in um on well not positive psychology mindfulness in general it's all about zoning in on accepting um, our situations, our circumstances, um, and the positive psychology is all about in- increasing our happiness levels and rewiring our brain to focus and zone in more on the positives. Yeah, absolutely. Because and it's all kind of using neuroplasticity. Because like you, you can basically change your brain by doing this, can't you? Exactly. Yeah, like neuroplasticity plasticity what we focus on grows if you sit around and focus on the one negative thing that you've had in your day and just keep going over and over and over again in your head it's just going to increase um the maybe the anxious feeling that you have or the behaviors that you have um over time whereas if we zone in on the more positive ones, of course, we're going to feel um, a lot happier in ourselves. And like it is, it's like there is no magic pill. Like it does take um, take work and um, actually putting in the, the practice each day. So like mindfulness is experiential. You have to put the work in to actually experience it and and really, um, really find the benefits from it. Yeah, you have to do it. Now, look, there's millions of books out there. I ha- I have most of them on mindfulness and kind of, you know, let's say that kind of, I suppose it's, it's origins in Buddhism and kind of Zen Buddhism. But um, it, it, you have to do it, don't you? Like, it, it, as you said, like, you have to kind of, um, you know, you, ha- you have to experience it like it's experiential. Absolutely. Yeah, like you have to put the work in and like there's, you can read um a thousand books if you like but you're still not going to actually um learn 
what you're doing like it's the same like even when like back when you're in school or when you're doing something for the first time when you're training in a job um you don't actually learn much when you're on the training until you actually go into the job and then you start picking up and learning things from other people and really finding out for yourself and it's like it's the exact same in that way absolutely and on you what are some of the tips you 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 might kind of share with people around kind of st- you know like if, if someone's starting at zero now as you said like mindfulness is a kind of a buzzword and you know for, for good reason because it's it's research-based and it's evidence-based and there's huge amounts of uh, research and evidence that back it up but for someone coming you know from at kind of zero you know kind of knowledge of mindfulness what some are some of the tips you'd share for starting this mindfulness practice like starting on the journey yeah absolutely like when i when i first um started practicing mindfulness and a lot of my clients who come to me they say that they've tried like the likes um like the apps and and things online that you'd listen to meditations um I myself didn't find that helpful and I know a lot of my clients who I'm who I talk to as well they um they just don't see the benefit in actually doing it because a lot of the time um you don't actually know what you're doing like you're not actually sure what like you're just sitting down and trying to listen to a meditation um and until you actually know exactly what you're meant to be doing um that's when you really um can zone in and actually and actually see the benefits and see the increase in your happiness, the reducing stress, etc. Um, so like my my take on it would be is the so mindfulness essentially when you're sitting down and doing your um your meditation, for example, when you notice your mind wandering, the most important thing is that you're bringing your mind back to the present moment, and your mind might wand wander a hundred. 1000 times it doesn't matter as long as you're noticing when your mind wanders and gently bringing it back to the present and back to for example your breath um, your breathing your physical body sensations and just notice what's going on within you and um like you said earlier the term neuroplasticity that's exactly what it is so it's re- it's training our brain um each time our mind wanders to bring it back to the present each time and it's the exact same way like if you were to go to the gym and to work out for example if you wanted to make your arms stronger you'd go and you'd lift weights every day you'd notice over time that your arms are strengthening they're getting stronger it's the exact same way with mindfulness the more that you practice and the more that you're training to bring your brain back to the present and bring your mind back um the stronger the connections so the neural correction the neural connections in your brain actually get um so it is it's very important to be consistent as well um within your practice like you're not gonna um you're not gonna feel or have the most amazing benefits from just practicing one meditation it is it's all about consistency as well and building up i suppose building up that uh... You know, it's a skill that you need to build up. It's a kind of a habit. It's a skill. It's a practice. Like, and again, it, it takes time. But every, you know, they say every second that you're in the moment, you're building that kind of mindfulness muscle. Like you're, 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 you're literally growing your prefrontal cortex. And you know, like um, 
you're you're rewiring your brain which is amazing isn't it absolutely it's incredible like and the studies behind um the benefits as well like it's not it isn't just a buzzword there's so much scientific studies on it and how much um it can actually reduce stress anxiety um and it's even been proven to be as effective as counseling and medication as well for clinical depression which is absolutely amazing um but yeah like it's there's so so many um so so many benefits of it as well as it shrinks our amygdala so this is the fear center of our brain Mm -hmm. so the more you practice mindfulness um it shrinks your amygdala more so your fight or flight response you're not as reactive if you're practicing mindfulness continually you learn how to respond to situations instead of reacting straight away um and as well, like you mentioned about about habits, like mind, like all what I do is actually making mindfulness a habit and basically warping it into your everyday life. So your day to day living and mindfulness isn't just about uh, meditation. There's so many practices within uh, mindfulness that you can do even in your day to day, aside from your meditation. Um, like you can be mindful when you're eating, you can be mindful when you're walking um, and there's loads of exercises that actually come with all of these, um, all of these different things. And yeah. um, like the whole point of making mindfulness actually a habit um, is it's extremely important to actually make it a habit because we like, for example, anxiety and stress they are all habits that we form over time and we keep feeding into them. So by counteracting with that and bringing mindfulness in as a habit, it deters away from these and we can focus on ourselves. We can focus on what we're feeling at the moment um, and just really be in the moment and be aware of what's going on around us. Um, because like a lot of us walk through life completely like with our eyes almost closed like we might be just scrolling through our phones and we tend to miss miss out a lot um, in life because purely because we're not actually aware of what's going on around us and mindfulness just really builds that awareness absolutely and like that like again they reckon we all have sixty thousand thoughts a day but as you said on you we have them one at a time so each thought that we have is a stepping stone into the next thought into you know into the you know the the, the future let's say um, and you know so like the, the fact that we can you know choose which thought to have like and they say that's the ultimate um you know that's the ultimate way to kind of you know to reduce stress reduce anxiety but again you know it, it's it's having the knowledge that you know, like we have so many thoughts a day and that kind of monkey mind that is talked about in, in kind of, you know, when they talk about mindfulness like that, your brain does, you know, it's, it's programmed to be a thought factory. So, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, it's not that when you, when you do mindfulness that the thoughts stop, but it just gives you that bit more control over them and helps you, as you said, to kind of respond to things and not react yeah exactly um and like there's there's so many things that mindfulness can help us 
um, actually with like our awareness, our responding instead of reacting. Um, and like there, there's actually studies that have been shown. So there were studies done on fraternal twins. Um, and what they discovered with this was that and approximately so how th this basically is how our happiness levels um, are determined or the or what essentially determines our happiness levels and it was shown that approximately about 50 percent um, of our happiness levels are determined by our genetic set points um, and 10 percent are down to our circumstances so this can be our circumstances or situations so whether we're rich poor healthy unhealthy married divorce etc and so on and the other 40 percent is what we think and what we do so it's all based on our behaviors and this mm -hmm. is when our habits come in so when we um weave mindfulness as a habit into our day-to-day we have the power to increase our happiness levels by up to 40%, which is an absolutely huge amount yeah. um, to actually to work with, um, which yeah. is amazing to know that we can, we can focus on what our behaviors and what we do day to day can determine our happiness levels, which is great news that we can actually, um, we can focus on then things. Absolutely. And I suppose we talked about it earlier on, like this, you know, this kind of um, taking control of your thoughts and, you know, in a gentle way, like it's never been so important because look at the last few years, you know, like mental health and addictions and, you know, there's that busyness in life, you know, kind of that kind of, you know, it's all about, you know, kind of being busy and, you know, you're usually on autopilot. So like, it's just amazing that you can kind of take control back over thoughts which affects your emotions and your actions and you know your 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 body as well like it's amazing isn't it? yeah absolutely um like a lot of us do just sail through life um yeah. on autopilot <laughs> and yeah. barely noticing what's like what's going on yeah. um and what's actually around us um and like I think during like I, I hate to mention the word but back in COVID and mm -hmm. um, when everyone was actually um sitting down and not really doing much we had so much time to actually think and I think it like for a lot of people it was really um detrimental um because we we're sitting around and we really had so much time whereas we're used to being so so busy yeah um and we actually had that time to just sit back and think. Um, and like, of course, like sometimes that is like the start of a process of actually healing when you actually sit down and start to think and start to um, to try and overcome uh, certain issues that you're having as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's mad because we've gone, as soon as we were, we were back out, um everyone was straight like busy I have to get to work I have to do this and it's just back to constant kind of autopilot not really noticing um what's going on like you might walk to work and when you get there you're like Jesus how, how did I get here <laughs> without even like realizing you know yeah. that kind of way absolutely absolutely so it's a great chance to kind of take back control and Aoife Anya, those um those courses that you you're offering in positive psychology and mindfulness and meditation, what do they look like? 
so I do an eight week program. I actually, I do two different ones. So I have one program that I do one-to-one. So working with people um, who are maybe struggling with anxiety, um, stress or like quite heightened and need that one-to-one um, interaction. Yeah. And I do group courses as well. So for eight weeks, and it's a great way to actually meet other people, other like-minded people, and just to see, that a lot of people are actually in the in the same position like you're not alone it's really nice to have the support yeah. um from one another as well and the encouragement um but within the eight week course what i do is um it's all about mindfulness and positive psychology so we start off with the mindfulness aspect of it so this is how to control our thoughts, well, not necessarily control our thoughts, but how to manage our thoughts and how to bring our thoughts and our mind back into the present moment um, and really noticing what's um, actually going on for us. And as the weeks go on, we I introduce um, positive psychology, and this is all about increasing our happiness levels and ways that we can, um, that we can actually do that. And the, the eight-week program, it's all about um, making mindfulness become a habit in your day-to-day life. So I'd provide um, exercises and tools and techniques that I want you to practice between the sessions that I do to really um, enforce that accountability so that you're actually, um, you're actually implementing the practice and not just... Um, not just listening to all the benefits that mindfulness can have, you're actually putting in the work um, and practicing all the exercises throughout the week. And like they're not um, they're not crazy um, exercises, just short little simple techniques that you can implement into your everyday to help um, stop that wandering mind or your anxious mind to help calm it down. Okay, I love that. I love that. And... Anya, thanks for sharing that with me. And can you tell me now how you mind you? Yes, of course. So um, I like I do a lot, a lot of different things to mind myself um, that I've picked up over the years. Um, and like the main ones, of course, would be mindfulness and meditation, like practicing. Yeah. Um, like it's recommended that you should practice between 20 to 30 minutes a day. And obviously sometimes I don't have the time to do that every single day, but I do it most days. Um, and exercise is such an important thing for me as well. Like um, if you're, if you're not um, there physically as well, it just gives you the energy um, when you're practicing. Like when I was, um, when I was younger, um, I used to play every sport under the sun and just as I got older, um, what happens a lot in women's kind of sports teams is that we kind of lose interest as we're getting older and teams fold and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I've recently got back into playing, um, it's Gaelic for example, and, um, it's just amazing. Like what? The difference that that can actually make um can actually make in your day-to-day um but yeah exercise um meditation and the most important thing is actually watching my thoughts um like i used to struggle obviously severely with um anxiety in the past um and anxiety still crops up it will for absolutely everybody it doesn't matter how 
um, how well you're doing, you still will have these um, these thoughts that pop into your head and it's just about how you manage them. Yeah. Um, so if I notice myself slipping, I need to, I know that I need to push more action or do more work in. So, and it's, it's all about awareness, like noticing when your thoughts, like you, you can actually see um, in yourself, like when your thoughts start coming in and start getting worse. And that's when you need to take a step back and say, okay, what's changed for me here now? What can I do differently? Uh, maybe next week, or how can I calm myself in the moment? And I find breathing techniques are absolutely amazing for kind of quick releases. Um, as we have, we carry our breath with us absolutely everywhere, everywhere we go. Um, so it's something that we constantly have with us if we're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, whatever it might be. We can focus on our breath and just really calm ourselves and bring us back into the present moment. Absolutely, absolutely. And like you said, like your breath and your thoughts are always with you. So, you know, like if you can kind of take back control over them and, you know, make them kind of more, I suppose, you know, like a friend rather than a foe, because again, you know, like those negative thoughts, like you said, and I love that you're so honest, like we all have negative thoughts, like, you know, knowing about mindfulness and, you know, being a mindfulness expert doesn't mean that you know, you, you can you can stop negative thoughts or you can control the thoughts, but you know, like you can you can just have um, a better relationship with them. And as you said, you can you'd be able to observe them. And you know, like and a big part of that is just being gentle with yourself, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And that's one of the really important things as well, the way we speak to ourselves. And that's what I yeah. focus a lot on as well in the course, like how we talk to ourselves and the thoughts that we put in our mind. Yeah. Um, like we essentially become what we think. Um, if you're if you're constantly telling yourself you're no good, you can't do this, that, you you do genuinely start to actually believe it mm. so the way we speak to ourselves is so so important like anytime I notice when I'm being hard on myself I kind of just take a step back and I'm and say okay come on just be a bit kinder and like the saying as well like talk to yourself like you would speak um to a friend if you were giving them advice yeah. um and I know it can be a lot easier said than done but yeah. with practice it can only improve and improve Absolutely. And that, again, that self-talk, that's kind of chatter that we all have, um, that's always with you. Uh, I suppose that's the kind of, you know, that's the bad news. But the good news is you can kind of influence it, you can control it. And that self-talk, um, I love that quote by Henry Ford. He said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So, do you know, that whole kind of like being optimistic um, and again, look at like, you know, like, it, you know, like we all again, we all have negative thoughts. We all give ourselves, you know, a hard time at times, but it's about just kind of, again, it's that knowledge that you can kind of, you know, you can kind of turn the scales. You can, it's like that, you know, the, um, the seesaw, you can, you can, you can turn yeah. and, and you can change the direction that they're going in. Absolutely. And as well, like I used to think that the thoughts that I was having in my head were like this big green monster that was like attached yeah. to my back and this person that was just just wouldn't go away and leave me alone. But mm -hmm. after practicing for years now, I've come to realize that that voice in my head is myself. I'm putting mm -hmm. them thoughts there and I have the control over 
what I'm thinking. Um, and the knowledge and knowing that is when you actually just start to speak to yourself a lot nicer. And it, it does, it comes with the awareness as well, because I was totally yeah. aware. Um, but knowing that this is me putting them thoughts in my head, it's nobody else. I have the power to actually change them. Yeah, and the question, the question those thoughts, um, you know, and again, like to go from, you know, if they're negative, even as you said, like, like, you know, to be more aware and, you know, the whole kind of journaling and writing them down and seeing is there a pattern there and, you know, just to, to, to kind of identify where you could be kind of, let's say more, you know, the whole idea of self-love, self-compassion, self-kindness and yeah. yeah, like it's powerful stuff, isn't it? Absolutely. Like journaling and gratitude is, are, they're both absolutely saving graces. Like if you have yeah. negative thoughts and you write them down, you kind of, disassociate yourself with them when you actually see them on a page it is it they don't become as scary as when they're up in your head so by mm. writing out our thoughts and how we're feeling we can really deconstruct um what we're actually thinking um and with gratitude as well like practicing gratitude every day has helped me so much but just thinking of um anything that i am grateful for within the day and writing mm. them down um, every night before I go to bed, like it's, it really does, um, it really does help in, improve your mood greatly. Absolutely. And again, wrapped up in the kind of mindfulness and the acceptance of things and that gratitude, again, huge amounts of research on gratitude. And it's not even what you're grateful for. Like it's not being grateful for having a million euros. It's being grateful for having, you know, toes and feet and your fingers and that you have a roof over your head. Like, because it's the same internally, it's the same chemical reaction. It's the same kind of serotonin and dopamine that you get whether you're grateful for winning a million euros or whether you find a euro on the ground in the car park do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah like focusing on um like it could literally be something as simple as I'm grateful for the orange I ate this morning or yeah. what like whatever it might be and like the whole point of it is as well like I mentioned about the negativity bias is instead of focusing on the like we actually just notice the negative things straight away. They just pop up for us and like, we wouldn't yeah. let them slip under the radar. But with, when it comes to things we are grateful for, we actually kind of forget to appreciate them. Um, and they yeah. do slip under our radar. We don't actually notice them as much, but when yeah. you practice gratitude, you actually just start picking out um, all the good things that you otherwise maybe wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, absolutely. And again, coming back to that image of the caveman, like the hundred berries, and he's focused on the one poisonous berry, and that's survival. That's you know, that's cool. You know that that one poisonous berry is there. But then to kind of come back again and say, well, I'm grateful for those ninety nine berries that I can eat, that my family can eat. So again, it's just to kind of turn the corner back to positivity and back to you know gratitude, um, and it's that's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a game changer. It's an amazing thing. Everybody should practice gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Anya, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And where can people find you? Um, so you can find me on my Instagram. Um, it's just minchin.mindfulness. Um, and as well, my website's just www.minchinmindfulness.com. 
cool. Well, Anya, I will push links to your website and to your Instagram uh, page and, and link onto onto this podcast. And thank you so much. Like uh, we could talk to Christmas. Like I, I, again, like I, I just love talking about this. And me, I've learned so much from you today. And I just, it's just you know, it's just such a powerful. Um, you know, just it's just a, such a powerful way to kind of you know improve your life and to feel better about yourself mentally and physically. And thank you so much for sharing that amazing journey that you've been on, and for sharing that amazing toolkit that you have in mindfulness and meditation and positive psychology, and for sharing how you mind you. And keep up the great work and best of luck with everything that you do in the future. Brilliant! Thank you so much for having me, Brian. It's been a pleasure. so much for listening to mind you and i hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care please like subscribe and follow mind you podcast wherever you listen to it and please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world you can find me and mind you at brianbarnswellbeing.com